You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadab. Well, um, I did say I want to focus mostly on going forward, and I do, but I do want to get this uh, one last review in the books, so that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to look at the Packers-Lions game the way that this usually works is um, we'll do the first half today. Actually, you know, you know what we're going to do? We're going to change it up. Because it takes about a half either way, let's focus on offense one day, defense the next day. How's that sound? Let's do that. Change it up. Um, and I am doing this live. I haven't gone back and reviewed it. I just checked to see if I even have the All-22 yet, and I do. Um, so we can do that, and that'll be that. And... Um, since the Packers get the ball first, we'll start with offense. Plus, we'll start with the worst part first and go from there. Um, that'll be that. First play was an end around to Christian Watson, which gets six yards. Got no real complaints there. Um, everything seemed fine. It was really just a uh, corner that was able to track him down. But takes six yards on first down every time. Next play was a run by Aaron Jones. And l- let me just say this, because I-, I suddenly have a theory that's going to really annoy me about this. Do you remember... That one play when they were praising Zach Tom, and then the very next play, Zach Tom um, allowed a tackle like in the backfield or something. And they were like, oh, man, Zach Tom messed up. And then when they went back and showed why, they had it where Zach Tom needed to reach a guy and he couldn't. But it was basically an impossible task because he ran as fast as he could to his left, and the guy just he couldn't get out in front of him. I've seen this in the past where the Packers do this. They put their offensive line in freaking impossible positions to try to make plays. And I'm seeing that here today on the very first play to Aaron Jones. Now, Jones did a great job. The hole wasn't there. There was nothing there. But he's able to cut back and find a hole, and he gets nine yards, and it's a first down. That's great, right? Second and four, he gets nine yards. But I don't understand why this would ever be a thing. I, I don't know if this is something where you look at the defense and say, we got we to gotta check out of this because this is never going to work, or if it's just a pl- bad play design. I have no idea. But um, as I'm watching this, you've got right now, everybody on this offensive line is expected to reach across. Some, so David Bakhtiari's got it pretty easy because he needs to keep 97, who is to his left, to the left. 
Elton Jenkins has a guy that's right in front of him. He's going to have, he's going to block number 96 in front of him. But the thing is, Josh Myers has to get over there. Elton has to hold him. And then Josh has to be able to wall him off to that side. And then Elton needs to be able to get up to the next level and get to number 44. Before a linebacker can just get down here, which is not going to happen. But here's where it gets even worse. And maybe this is just a, a, a function of the Lions linebackers just taking off in, in an absolute dead sprint as soon as this ball is snapped. Maybe it's just the way that they play and, and we just weren't... This play had a 0% chance of success if Aaron Jones wasn't a complete freak. The offensive line had no way of doing this. John Runyon has to do the same thing that Elton Jenkins did. He needs to be able to hold number 54, the defensive tackle, until Yash Nyman can get over there and get to the left of a guy who's already on his left and is moving to his left. But Runyon has a linebacker that is already to his left. So picture a guy that is much faster than you, is already, you know, three yards away from you. He's already to the left of you and is running to the left. And you have to wait here, hold the defensive tackle for Yash Nyman, and then try to get to that linebacker. And you have to get to the other side of the linebacker. In other words, you need to not only be faster than him, you got to be way faster than him to be able to wall him up. There's no way. This play was doomed from the start. It was never going to work, ever. The only way that this potentially is going to work is if the linebackers are doing what the Packers linebackers do, which is stand there and wait and see what happens. And this is what I've been saying. The Packers don't do this, and it makes sense when you're talking about misdirection and all these kinds of things. But these linebackers are just shot out of a cannon as soon as this play starts. And the Packers are trying to reach these guys, and it's going to be impossible, and it's it's annoying. Nobody is able to do their job, aside from, again, David Bakhtiari, who, again, the guy's to his left, and he needs to keep him to his left. So it's like, all right, you just stay right there if that's all right with you. This play was doomed, and Aaron Jones just made magic happen. So we'll see how this goes as all of this continues. But if this is how the Lions play, then you should know that you can't run plays like these because it's never going to work. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. The very next play, we run play action, which makes sense because if you got over-aggressive linebackers, you run play action, you're going to kill them. The linebackers start charging and immediately just come to a, 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 a halt, just stop. And I'm guessing it's because Christian Watson came in motion at the last second. So they're like, wait, let's see what's going on here. So they run play action. Christian Watson sneaks out the backside. It still ends up working because Rodgers is able to get the ball to Watson, who's able to outrun the linebackers, but the linebackers didn't over-pursue in this case. If they had, this would have been a 50-yard reception. But anyways, the play works. It's just, it's, it's annoying when it feels like the defense knows exactly what call you're, you're running, you know? How did the linebackers know to just go in a dead sprint when we were running it and know to just hold back when we weren't? Next play, Rodgers launches it to Alan Lazard, and um, we draw the defensive pass interference, 46-yard play. He really just had two options, Watson or Lazard. I personally would have preferred Watson just because when I froze it, Lazard was behind the defender and Lazard was ahead of the defender, but Lazard did get in front of him. And it's just a trust thing. He's When he throws that 50-50 fall ball to him, it generally works. So I don't really have an issue with it. I think either could have worked. And in this case, uh, pass interference. So there you go. And for the record, yes, Rodgers had plenty of time to do that. So the offensive line looked good. Then we get this absolute catastrophe of a series where we start at the five-yard line and end up gaining a yard on three plays. In the first play, they're going to run Aaron Jones. I'm not exactly sure where they were trying to go. I feel like it was to the other side. But uh, Josh Myers gets absolutely punked by Isaiah Bugs. I mean, literally just gets thrown on his head. 
and Bugs tackles him in the backfield. It's freaking embarrassing. And by the way, when I say that we have a lot of guys on this offensive line that are very upgradable, but I'm worried we're not going to do it, Josh Myers is like the king of that category because he was a second-round pick, and it just feels like they're not going to move on super quick. But I would be more than happy if we can find a really good center to just, just make the change because he's just not very good at anything, and he just hasn't been. Do you know how many good games Josh Myers had in this season? He ended up with a 60 overall grade, which you think, well, that's kind of average. you know how many good games he had? One, and it was a 71.2 grade against New England. That's the only game. 50, 60, 60, 70, 60, 50, 60, 50, 60, 50, 60, 60, 50, 60, 60, 50, 50. That was his, that was his season. He did have some decent pass-blocking games. Ended up with a 74. It was... 50, 80, 70, 60, 70, 60, 80, 60, 60, 60, 80, 50, 70, 60, 40, 70, 70. Obviously, that's counteracted by terrible run blocking the entire season. But it's just, it's just bad, you know? And this was his best year. <laughs> 2021 was worse. Maybe he takes that year three jump, but what does a jump even look like? Five good games? It's just been brutal. He, <laughs> last year, his only two games... There's only two good games for his first two games. So basically, um, since week three of last year, and he missed the entire middle of the season, I get all that, but um, since that time, the guys had one good game. So I don't know. Frustrating. Very frustrating. Next play, A.J. Dillon up the middle for no gain. By the way, I, I don't mind. I understand whenever plays don't work, everybody's upset with the plays. Like, why would you do that, right? If we pass and it didn't work, it's why you needed, like, a couple of yards. Why don't you just run A.J. Dillon up the middle? If we run up the middle with A.J. Dillon and it doesn't work, why do you just run three times? You're stupid, right? No matter what they do, it's going to be stupid. Here's my thought. If you're at home in the cold and your identity is we're bigger, we're stronger, we're tougher than you, run the ball and get the touchdown, period. They ran the ball twice and couldn't get a freaking yard. Well, technically, I guess Aaron Jones did scratch out a yard, but they couldn't move. In this play, it's the exact same guy, Isaiah Bugs, just completely wrecks Elton Jenkins. Just makes him look dumb. I mean, it was, it was a simple hand swipe, and Elton's just standing there like, what? And so, yeah, I mean, it was actually not horribly blocked. Uh, looks like Yash Nyman kind of did a bad job, but he also had a really tough assignment of trying to get inside on a linebacker, and the linebacker just did what, again, every time we run, they know exactly what to do. They just sprint as fast as they can, but it's pretty well blocked. I mean, if he could have just run behind his blockers, you get in between uh, what should have been Elton Jenkins and Josh Myers, and I mean John Runyon, and just get behind Josh Myers and push, you can get down. If it's not a touchdown, you're getting down to at least, I mean, Myers is at the three. You could have got down to the two or the one-yard line if you just pushed. But instead, there's Isaiah Bugs just standing there waiting for you for the second play in a row, this time because Elton Jenkins just didn't feel like doing stuff, I guess. I don't know. Then they hurry, hurry up to the line, which I was getting kind of annoyed with. They kept doing that. I just don't like that they kept switching things up. This game felt different than a lot of other games. And it's like, you know, you, I know Rodgers likes doing that, you know, the tempo and the momentum, let's hurry up out of the huddle and go run to the line. You haven't been doing that really all year. Why is that like a staple of this game? Because it didn't really ever seem to have any success as far as I could tell. But anyways, they hurry up and sprint to the line. We got to get up there. Go, go, go. We're going to trick them. It's going to be great. And the next play was a pass play, and again, it was just the exact right defensive call because there's nobody open. Uh, Rodgers does have to break the pocket, but it was well after, you know, the time that you would expect the offensive line to be able to block. He sneaks out, 
and he throws a pass to Dylan. And again, I get it. He's upset with Dylan because you should have stayed there, but I don't know. I, I keep seeing that happen where a guy is running and Rodgers just throws it to where he wishes you were rather than just acknowledging, yeah, maybe he should have been there, but you can clearly see that he's running. So why don't you throw it to where he is? And I know there's a defender there, but you can throw it behind him without throwing it so far behind him he can't catch it. At least put it in a spot where he could spin around and grab it. This was so far behind him, he spun around and it was way beyond his reach. But he just kind of throws it away, I guess, throws it way behind him and then screams at Dylan, which, again, understandable. From Dylan's standpoint, let's think it through, bud. You're standing in an open zone, you're standing wide open, and you're running toward a defender. How does that make any sense to you? Stupid. I mean, what what is the plan other than I'm just going to run with Rodgers and and you know run laterally with him so he can throw it to me? But you see the defender, don't go to him, stay away from him. So everything about it is just you know the play call. I, I guess you give credit to to the Lions just because whatever we were doing and whatever they were doing that was it was never going to work for us, which seems to be the way it's been going all day. You know the, they they had their linebackers just sprinting every single time we ran the ball. And whenever we didn't run the ball, they were hanging back. We run play action, they don't they don't pursue. Go figure. Run plays, you got Josh Myers and Elton Jenkins just giving up. And then we get this play where we run a play that was just there's there's nowhere to go. I don't I don't it just didn't work. And then Dylan runs into a defender and Rodgers just I guess throws it away instead of trying to give him a chance. Everything about that sucked. Packers offense gets the ball back again. This is going to be a three and out here. A.J. Dillon's first play is uh, to the left side for two yards. Man, I, I this is so aggravating. This time it finally works perfectly. It seems like they're trying to they're starting to figure it out, right? Why didn't they over pursue last time? Because we had a guy in motion. So what do we do? We send Aaron Jones in motion and we hand it off to A.J. Dillon. The linebackers, they see they're 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 clearly. Their defense operates on, we think we know what you're doing, and we're going to sell out 100%. We're pushing all the chips in the middle that we know what you're doing. Both linebackers, both of them, took off sprinting after Aaron Jones. There were no linebackers on this play. Zero. So you know why we only got two yards? Because, again, we're a bunch of idiots. Absolute. Oh, this is so painful. Again, we have our right tackle trying to reach a guy that is lined up across from our right guard. And our right guard barely touches him because his job is to go get the linebackers. Why are we doing this? Why don't you just let Runyon block the guy in front of him? Because guess what? Runyon barely touches the guy in front of him. Go figure Yash Myers, Yash Myers, Yash and Iman cannot reach all the way across the other side of a guy lined up across the guard. But the funny thing is, watching the guard who was fully capable of blocking this guy, by the way, he's the one that made the tackle, the one that goes unblocked, go figure. But Runyon, he slips through going to get a linebacker, and there's no linebackers. There are none. Ha! Because the play design worked, and the linebackers ran away. And by the way, the entire point of that is to get them to hesitate so that when they try to come back and get them, boom, guess what? We got a guy waiting for you. The problem is, the guy that went unblocked made the tackle, so it wasn't going to work anyways. I hate this so much. I've seen this so many times from our offensive line, and it's never, ever, ever worked. We always try to have our guys reach players that are way too far away, and it's never worked. It never happens. It, it can't happen, ever. And we keep doing it. If I just so, showed you a still shot and said, the assignment on this is Yash Nyman has to block this guy right here, and he has to get on this side of him. So this guy is already lined up to his left, and he needs to get to the left of that so he can wall him off. 
What do you freaking think the odds of that are going to be? Roughly zero? Because guess what? It's zero is the answer to that freaking question. This is so stupid. So anyways, that didn't work. By the way, I do think Runyon was supposed to actually block him for a little bit to give Yash a chance. He basically didn't even touch him. He just ran and was like, nah, he'll get him. We just look stupid is the problem. Like, you just watch this and it's just embarrassing. Like, wow, these guys are, this is a professional football team? That's kind of funny. So then they decided to just run a quick slant route to Randall Cobb. It works perfectly. We had a bunch of guys running routes, but I think Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers are just kind of like, this is what we're doing. Because he was just kind of waiting for him to get open. He got open, he threw it, and uh, he got seven yards. So now it's third and one. No big deal, right? We should be able to get a yard. Hilariously, they basically do the exact same play that they ran last time that didn't work. Uh, this time it kind of it kind of works in terms of executing that reach. John Runyon holds him long enough for Yash to be able to get over there, but the problem is it's so far inside, and by the time Yash finally gets all the way over there and then tries to turn around and anchor, he can't do it. And so the defensive lineman just pushes Yash so far inside that he hits Aaron Jones. I mean, literally, but Yash turns around to plant his feet and block this guy. And I'm not kidding you. I've got a screenshot here. He's standing in front of Aaron Jones. It looks photoshopped. Like he turned around right in front of Aaron Jones and is standing right there. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I got an idea. If you go over to the Substack, and here's how this works. I do have a Packernet Substack. Some of you are already subscribed. If you are a patron and you don't have access to the Substack, let me know and I'll get you access to the Substack. Um, I tried to put it on Patreon. You can't upload multiple images. Patreon is not great for a lot of things. But I'm going to have a follow-along guide over at the Substack. And it's just going to be either short videos or um, screenshots to show you these things. This is going to be Exhibit A. So if you go over to the Substack and do the follow-along, you look at the first thing, it's going to say Exhibit A. This is what I'm talking about when I say Yash is literally standing in front of Aaron Jones. And so he ends up getting pushed, Aaron Jones does, by Yash, and um, pinballs his way forward, and looks like he got a couple yards, but from this vantage point, I guess I'm just wrong, he gets zero yards. And then we go for it, yay! And, and once again, we just have linebackers shot out of a cannon. I swear, man, that, that you know, Clayton has been talking about Matt LaFleur's kind of been figured out, and I've heard other people kind of talk about that idea. I swear it looks exactly like the lines know exactly what's coming. Like it, it's it's the linebacker, as soon as he sees somebody in motion, he goes way out wide. And he's completely unblocked because the plan is he's not even supposed to be there. But the crazy thing is the other linebacker, he's also unblocked. He basically gets there in time. I wanted to add a video, but I can't, which is going to save me some time. So I guess that's fine. But I, I did add this. This is Exhibit B. Lions saw it coming. Incredible. Next play is a run play. Um, I don't. I honestly, I don't even know what the design was because it's such a mess. I see guys sprinting as hard as they can to try to get certain places, but usually it's very easy to to determine where they want Aaron Jones to run. I have no idea. Again, they did use a shift to try to throw the linebackers off. All it did was get them to shift real hard. But as soon as we snapped the ball, they just sprinted, just a dead sprint downhill. And we got guys running as fast as they can and trying to block guys. It's just, it's a complete mess. And so Aaron Jones just has to bounce outside. And the only reason we're getting any yards on these is because Aaron Jones is making magic happen out of absolute garbage. There's nothing, nothing for him. But he just completely bounces out of that mess and escapes and finds ways to get some yards and picks up six. Next play to A.J. Dillon. Seemed like it was blocked okay. We didn't ask our guys to do anything crazy. 
I think we brought in Josiah DeGuara maybe for that purpose. You bring in an extra guy and we don't have to do crazy stuff. I don't really know. But basically, he ran for four yards, and then somebody who wasn't accounted for, like a safety or linebacker or something, came up and popped him, and so that was that. So even when it works, it's like, okay. <laughs> but um, enough for a first down. We needed four. We got four, so I'll take it. Next play, we're going to run again, and this time we've got guys pulling. Um, and again, it's just kind of a mess. Bakhtiari and Jenkins are going to pull. Tunyon is going to take the end man on the line and try to make sure he doesn't get to Dylan before Dylan can take the handoff. Elton's just got to keep his guy over to the left because they're running from left to right. So, And Josh Myers just has to keep him to the left. And you can see Elton trying to keep the other guy off to the right. So that's the hole, right? Josh Myers is trying to push, I guess it would be to my right, Elton Jenkins left, or Josh Myers left, whatever. Josh Myers. So, so between Josh and Josh, I think is where we're trying to go. And then you got these pulling guys trying to get through there to lead block. All right, so that makes sense. Except Yash gets pushed all the way into Josh, and so it looks like they redirect and try to get through another hole, um, but then that kind of gets blocked up right away. And so for a second, A.J. Dillon decides, I'm going to follow David Bakhtiari, and then decides, forget that, there's nothing there, finds another hole and bursts through that for five yards. But the, the two pulling guys, no idea what the purpose of that was, because they didn't do anything. They just smashed into a, it was like a five-car pileup. So again, the only yards we get are running backs seeing daylight and just going for it. It's such a complete mess. Next play hits Christian Watson deep down the field. Um, this is for 27 yards. Kind of a play that I feel like I watched last week that he did, and uh, the ball didn't get thrown to him. But I mean, this is, it's not just speed. I mean, it's just a wide open part of the zone. I think one of the benefits is he's so fast that the safety kind of stayed back. And so when Christian Watson cut hard to his left to go to the to the boundary, the safety was so far out of there that this is this is such a wide open area. Rogers connects perfect throw to well, perfect dish throw to him. I won't get nitpicky yet. I got plenty to be complaining about later. But here here's my frustration up to this point. The passing has not really been bad. I'm guessing the plan was to come in and run a lot, right? That was the plan. The problem is we suck at it. And I don't know why. I don't know if the Lions are doing something completely different or if the Packers just didn't even study how the Lions play or what. But our style of running and their style of defense is completely incompatible against, you know, in, in their favor. But we've kind of just abandoned the pass, which seems to be working, at least for now, in favor of this rushing attack, which is just a complete joke. Next play, for, for whatever reason, we decide we're, let's do an end around to Lazard again. The same play that, that cost us a fourth down, we're going to do it again to the slowest freaking guy on this entire team. And I'm including the offensive line. It, 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 it really just feels like desperation from our offense to get some kind of a run game going and to really just fool this defense and to keep them off guard because they just know every single thing we're doing, and it's not working. You know what's really crazy? Number 34, this linebacker that's been terrorizing us all game, he points to his right. He's staring right at Lazard, and he points to his right as if to say, watch, like it's coming which is the direction in which Lazard is going to go. I don't know if that's exactly what that means, but again, it just seems like they know exactly what we're doing. This will be exhibit C. And sure enough, that same linebacker, as soon as Lazard goes in motion, guess what he does? He is on a dead sprint to the outside. This is the same guy that tackled Lazard on that play last time who went on a sprint and saw it coming. Now, he didn't make a tackle this time. He had, you know, the guy to his right went out and got over there. And actually, they left... Uh, Aiden Hutchinson completely unblocked, I think with the intention that Tyler Davis would come across the formation and pick him up. And Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Davis 
just completely whiffs. Oh, man, that's got to be uh, exhibit C2. Next play, he throws a uh, four-yard pass to Randall Cobb. Um, if you wanted to be nitpicky, although I don't think he had any chance of seeing him, Romeo Dobbs was open deep down the field. The problem is we're running a bootleg, and he's on the run from two defenders, which tends to happen when you're running a bootleg. Somebody's going to be chasing you. Um, and Dobbs is behind him. Also, doesn't help that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs basically ran into each other. Um, and so Dobbs is a little bit behind the eight ball here. So he doesn't have a chance to even see Romeo Dobbs, which again stinks because he was very much wide open. I think that the point of those two kind of borderline colliding was to get somebody open, but it was a little little too mo- too close um, for that. And again, Rodgers just didn't really have time. So uh, poor execution on the better play, which probably was a first down, and we end up taking the shorter pass, which is four yards on second and nine, which brings up third and five. Then you get an 11-yard sack from Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, I feel like this is a play that, that Rodgers, nine times out of ten, he just takes that slant route to Lazard. The problem is I'm pretty sure he comes up short, so maybe he just kind of hesitates and decides not to do it. That or he's looking at Tunyon for whatever reason. I don't know. But he's looking in that direction. There's only two guys over there. Um, and, I, I again, it seems like this is a – if you're going to stare at him, then – and he's open, throw it to him. He's going to be short. He's at the about 17-yard line. He needs to get to the 15. Maybe he can power ahead, but probably going to be a couple yards short. Maybe that's why he decides not to do it. I don't know. But then Aiden Hutchinson starts to get free. Rodgers bails to his left, and it's a really, really, really tough throw. So, I mean, we're, we're talking majorly nitpicky here, but if he's able to plant his feet and throw, he probably has Christian Watson in the corner of the end zone. He does kind of plant his feet, for whatever reason, and this is what's so weird about this play, he bailed because he knew Aiden Hutchinson was coming. He plants his feet and turns his body as if he's going to throw, and then just continues to stand there, almost as if he has no idea he's being pursued and gets sacked. And for the second time in like, what, two, three weeks, I don't remember the last time this happened, you know you're going to get sacked, throw the ball away. Christian Watson's in the corner of the end zone. If you don't want to throw it to him, throw it over his head and throw the ball away. Don't take an 11-yard sack. So, I mean, you could blame play design, I guess, if you've got the primary read being a guy that's going to come up short, unless that wasn't the primary read. I don't know. I have no idea what the, the, the design was, but it looks as though he's looking at Lazard. Maybe Lazard came up too shallow and he was waiting for him to get a little bit deeper up the field so that he can get that first down. And by that time, Yash had lost to, and it's not even necessarily Yash's fault. John Runyon comes in to try to help and blasts Aiden Hutchinson to the side, which pushes him around Yash Nyman. So that was absolutely no help whatsoever. But again, Aiden Hutchinson starts chasing Rodgers. Rodgers runs like, oh, crap, he's coming. And then he turns and just stands there. Like, did you forget at some point? Some point in your running for your life, you forgot that you were being pursued? And you're like, all right, now, this seems like a safer spot. I think he won't find me over here. <laughs> and then again, didn't throw it to Watson, which he might have had a chance. I don't know. Um, and if nothing else, throw the ball away. And honestly, I think the play was to the left. It's tough because I don't know for sure you could have fit it in, but it just feels like you probably could have fit the ball in. But there's three guys. You got Lazard, and I think maybe you could have snuck one into Dobbs, and that's right at the line, and it's it's close. I know it's probably scary, especially for Rodgers, to try to fit it in there because maybe that ball's getting picked. I don't know. It's always hard to gauge that. But either way, if you're looking to your left, you could throw it to Dobbs, and if you decide you don't want to throw it to Dobbs, guess who's over the head of Dobbs? It's Christian Watson. But again, we're looking the wrong way, not blaming Rodgers. Maybe he's supposed to start from the right. I don't know. 
it just it, and this is kind of an issue that's happened a couple times this year where where I say that things just seem disjointed. You know what I mean? Like there doesn't seem to be a lot of good timing. There doesn't seem to be a lot of you know, I mean there's a, there's a there's a lot of guys running routes and Rodgers isn't going to be able to get to all of them. So where are your eyes going to go? What direction are you going to look? And he's just looking on the side that doesn't make sense. And I'm assuming he didn't just make a decision that was wrong. I mean, that's probably where he's supposed to look. I don't know. I have no idea. But I don't understand how the left side of the field, you've got guy, you got three guys running routes, including your biggest playmaker, Christian Watson, and you don't even look that way. And I, I guess the intention was to look there eventually, but then pressure came. Just It just, the whole thing is like, man, this is just gross and ugly. It's that whole inches thing again, where it's like, if Lazard was a little, an inch further down the field, or if the ball, if, if Rodgers was under pressure for one second less or whatever, I don't know, man. But anyways, we kicked a field goal. Congratulations to us. So we start off the next drive with Christian Watson, end around again. Go figure it works better than uh, Alan Lazard because he has the speed to beat the linebackers. And surprisingly, the linebackers didn't just tee off on him, which is weird. They kind of waited, which worked to our advantage. The problem in this play, though, is that what should have... I swear, there's always one thing. He clearly has the speed to get around the linebackers and make this a really big play. The problem is Romeo Dobbs completely whiffs on his block. And so... Christian Watson has to take a 10-yard detour behind this guy, get all the way around. He still gets um, kind of, he kind of just gets to the sideline the same time as a linebacker rather than beating him around the corner. That's so stupid. Come on, Romeo. There's a chance that's a first, uh, there's a a very good chance that that was a first down. That was six yards, and he had to, again, take a 10-yard detour. Next play is a pass play, and I mean, this is, it's as easy as it gets, man. I mean, Christian Watson was wide open, but he looks over to his left at Lazard, and Lazard comes, uh, he goes deep down the field. There's a lot of open space. And uh, as soon as Lazard turns around, the ball's waiting for him. Unfortunately, Lazard drops the freaking ball. I mean, th- this is this is easy pitch and catch, man. I mean, again, the play design is perfectly fine. The Lions are clearly selling out up front. They've got all their guys up there. So they, there's a ton of space in the back. And again, Lazard, uh, Christian Watson came wide open. Rodgers wants to wait for Lazard. Lazard comes open. Ball's right on him, and he just puts it on the ground. I don't, I don't understand. Next play, again, we spread everybody out. We got guys running routes down the field. Again, Rodgers has a good amount of time. Sees Robert Tunyon come open, launches it to him. Ball, I think, is a little underthrown because he had to stop and come back for it when he had him beat, but Tunyon's Tunyon. He's a big dude, so he kind of mosses the guy, jumps up over the top of him and catches it. Again, the passing game seems to be working. Guys are getting open. Rodgers seems to have a decent amount of time most of the time, at least enough time to get the ball out. Guys are, you know, able to get open again because of the play calling. Rodgers is getting the ball there, but we're just, we just cannot run the ball again, at least for now. But great catch by Tunyon, 20 yard completion, first and 10 from the Lions 29 yard line. Then you got A.J. Dillon with a five yard run. This is maybe the first time where the, the Packers actually executed what they were planning on executing. Still wasn't exactly perfect. It was kind of weird, but I'll, I'll call it a victory. Basically, you know, in, in a lot of these run plays, you can kind of eliminate most of the guys. It doesn't really matter. We're running to the right side. So the three guys on the right, which would be Runyon, Yash, and Mercedes Lewis, are the only guys that really matter. And it's really three on three. Mercedes Lewis has taken the uh, guy on the end, which is a tough task for a tight end. And then there's one defensive tackle that gets double teamed. Yash pushes him real hard so that Runyon can get to the outside shoulder or the inside or whatever, to his left shoulder. And then Yash has to disengage and get up to the linebacker. And that's exactly what happens. Now, I think Yash was supposed to get to the outside of this linebacker rather than trying to push him to the outside. So Dylan goes inside to where all the other linebackers are. He doesn't exactly do that, but he kind of blocks him a little bit, kind of. So whatever. We got five yards on first and 10. I'll take that. 
Then you get the A.J. Dillon drop, which, again, the guy is, he could not be any more wide open. I was wrong. It wasn't third down. It was second down. It was second and five, and it's an easy first down. Hits him right in the hands, and he drops it. Now, I will say this. Um, it seemed to me as though he was staring down Samore Ture for whatever reason. I think he had Romeo Dobbs for a touchdown on this play. He had a lot of time. He had a he had forever in the pocket. And to be completely honest, I don't know why he didn't throw to Ture. Ture had a he, he had him beat in the corner of the end zone. I think there's two touchdown options. Rodgers is just staring at both of them, not throwing it. I have no idea why. Uh, this will be Exhibit D in uh, the Substack. Go back and look for yourself. But anyways, he decides not to throw to Samore Ture. He decides not to throw to Romeo Dobbs. He starts kind of directing traffic and pointing like, no, go that way, go this way. And the funny thing is, he breaks the pocket and turns around, and he throws it to Dylan, which is fine, but he's got Lazar just five yards behind him with a ton of green grass behind that. So, I mean, I get it. You can throw it to Dylan, and he's going to get a first down. And maybe you throw it to Dylan, and, and uh, Alan Lazar could turn around and block, which I guess would be fine. It's an easier pass. It's an easier catch, and then Lazard could block, and it serves the same function, but... I mean, you could just throw to the guy deeper down the field a little bit. I mean, it's just five yards, and he's also open, but whatever. I don't know. Again, I won't get nitpicky. It's just I don't really understand the whole thought process here. And the next play is the sack of Aaron Rodgers. Um, looks like he wanted to throw it to um, Watson, corner of the end zone. Had his arm cocked, was ready to unload it. Watson did have a step on him, but uh, Aiden Hutchinson just absolutely brutalized Yash Nyman. He cuts to the inside, barely even gets touched. And so Rodgers decides to pull it down and, and just take the sack. And again, that's a judgment call. You know, if, if, if you can get it off, throw it. But if you can't, like we saw at the end of the game, or if you think your arms are going to get hit or whatever, that's a pick waiting to happen. And so you tuck it in, take the field goal, especially in field goal range. That's probably the best bet. But Yash Nyman just absolutely ruined this. And again, for the second play in a row, we probably had a touchdown just sitting there. And it got taken away. This one's a, a little bit of a tighter window than the last play, where you had two guys more or less wide open. But um, yeah, I'm I'm 100% putting this on Yash, which is why he got pulled. Go figure. Anyways, final drive before halftime. We'll try to rip through this because I'm behind schedule here. You got again Christian Watson coming around the other end. This time we're utilizing it in different ways, which is nice to try to keep people confused. But with this time we have Christian Watson coming across the formation. It's a pass. He, Rogers is under unbelievable duress. Is able to throw a, a fadeaway shot to Christian Watson. The good news, Watson is wide open. Plenty of green grass, and he's able to rip 15 yards off of that. So good first play, almost a disaster, but good enough. Then we decide, you know what, let's get back to the run game, and that, again, immediately is just a joke. And again, I just don't freaking understand this. I don't get it. We're so obsessed with reaching these linebackers, and we do it in the dumbest possible way. I don't understand that this is impossible. I want to do a screenshot to show you what I'm talking about. And what's crazy is they <laughs> seems like they have two guys blocking the same linebacker. Zach Tom goes all the way from the right tackle spot to get this linebacker. I don't know why. Maybe he's supposed to get the other one, but he beelines for this linebacker. It's the same linebacker that Josh Myers tries to block. And so if you're looking at the follow-along guide, the funny thing is the first clip is what they should do, right? I drew up a blocking scheme that makes sense. The second one is what they did do, showing pre-snap where these guys are expected to go. And then the third is how it ended up. And look at how Josh Myers and Zach Tom are both trying to block the same linebacker. This is, this is absolute incompetence and stupidity. It's really unbelievable, man. It really is. So no gain on that play. Next play is a quick pass to Tunyon. Nice and easy, just against the way that their defense was playing soft. Second and 10, we stole five. And then what happened? Then what happened? By the way, two plays ago, 
We took a timeout. You know why? Because the clock was running down to zero. And then we get a penalty. It's third and five. And we get a delay a game penalty, turning it back into third and ten. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't even understand. This is just a joke. And what do we do? We throw it back to Tunyon for four yards this time. Great. So now it's fourth and six. And, you know, I, I, I honestly, I love the play design of this play that ended up getting four yards. Um, the execution was terrible. So essentially what they did is they cleared out a ton of space in the middle. We had our really fast guys running up the middle and down the side and all this stuff. And so everybody's kind of bailing, leaving a wide open zone in the middle. Then you had Dylan and Tunyon kind of running these slant routes so that they should be able to catch it and run and there's a ton of space. Couple problems. Number one, Tunyon's too slow. Number two, Tunyon had two guys on him. AJ Dillon had one. I think Dillon could have caught this and run for a lot more yards. Rogers decided pre-snap again. These pre-snapped, which I mean, you got to make some kind of a decision. But he decides to throw to the guy that has two guys on him as opposed to the guy that has one guy on him. So Dillon, who has a defender trailing him, could have just run away from him. Tunyon runs away from one guy, but then there's a second guy that comes up and tackles him. So we get four yards on that play. I don't think we're getting all ten but we could have gotten a lot more than four. And actually, now that I watch it back, once again, it's just the Lions defense knowing exactly what's going on. The guy on that, that so there's the same number of guys on both sides, but the guy that that Lazard is supposed to be fooling to get to turn and run, he didn't, he, he saw it the whole way and sniffed it out. And that's how he ended up making a play. So I guess at some level, you just got to give the, the defensive coordinator and this defense of the Detroit Lions a ton of credit because they just knew what we were doing every step of the way. It's unbelievable. On top of us getting in our own way, this is just terrible. And so we decide to go for it again on fourth down, this time from the Detroit 45. It's fourth and six. I think Rodgers saw a flag for neutral zone infraction, so he had his guy. He had a shot down the field. He decides to take the deep shot uh, down the sideline to Romeo Dobbs. Unfortunately, Rodgers just airmails it out of bounds. It was a terrible throw. He also had Christian Watson had the guy beat down the, the exact same side, but whatever. I mean, it's just he just grabbed the ball and launched it. The only issue is... I care less about the fact that he should have thrown it to Watson and said threw it to Dobbs, and more about the fact that he never gave the guy a chance to catch it because he just launched it out of bounds. But anyways, that put us in a very advantageous fourth and one, which we got. Go figure. And do you know why we got it? Ad-libbing, for, ad-libbing from our running backs again. The whole point in this fourth and one is just push real hard. Just push. Unfortunately, one of our offensive linemen got absolutely wrecked, and so while there was about, you know, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Zach Tom, I see him. They're, they're a couple yards down the field. This is a very easy follow your offensive lineman and everything's going to be fine. The problem is John Runyon gets thrown on the ground like a punk. And so Dylan grabs the ball and there's a defensive uh, player playing for the Detroit Lions standing right there just waiting for him. So he has to bounce away from his blockers and just run for his life. He gets to the outside where, of course, there's a defender standing there waiting for him because there's no blockers there because that's not how this play is designed. He fortunately dives at Dylan's legs, and Dylan does a leap for to save his life and ends up coming up with a first down. But again, a complete disaster. This time, not because of a ridiculous design, but because an offensive lineman for like the third or fourth time just gets absolutely wrecked, completely obliterated. Next play, Aaron Jones runs for six yards because, oh, and, and by the way, it's, it's successful because we don't have people doing stupid stuff. And actually, we got a lot of help because we put A.J. Dillon. I, th- I think we were in a tough spot before because just from a number standpoint. But we put Dillon in motion, which forced the linebackers to shift, which gave us a little bit of help. But we didn't have anybody being asked really to reach somewhere crazy. And as a result, they did a good enough job blocking and got six yards. And then finally, we get uh, Aaron Jones, catches a pass, runs eight yards, and fumbles. 
So, I mean, this this whole drive, the, my recollection is we had a really good drive and then Jones kind of messed it up. This is this is like pulling teeth, man. I mean, we're getting down there. We're at the 32-yard line when he fumbled. But this whole drive and every single play up to this point has just been so disjointed and awful. But anyways, that is the end of the half. So we'll take a break here. Uh, please check out patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy or consider going over to the packernet.substack.com. You can subscribe over there if you want to follow along. Or again, um, it's a little bit extra work, but if you want to go to Patreon and sign up over there, you can do so. And then um, just message me and I'll, I'll get you signed up on the Substack for free. Also, please consider Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can check them out at fertilegroundranch.org. Uh, any and all support that you can provide financially or otherwise would be greatly appreciated. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, nah, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. 510 declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, halftime is over. Um, first play after halftime. Once again, I'm convinced the Lions know exactly what we're doing or just the exact wrong play call at the exact wrong time. But we're trying to hit Christian Watson coming across the uh, middle of the field. Unfortunately for this very man-heavy uh, team, this play doesn't really work because they're playing zone and they're just passing him off like it's no big deal, so his speed is kind of useless. And they also, it was a uh, play-action boot, so he's running off to his right, so he's got two options. I mean, Tunyon's running all the way to the left, so unless he wants to throw across his body, but there's nothing there either. Um, could easily dump it off to Lazard, but decides to take off and run. Theoretically, he should be able to get more yards taking off running, because Lazard can turn and block the only guy there that can get him, but Lazard decides he doesn't know how to block, and so Rodgers just goes out of bounds after six yards. So, six-yard gain! Yay! 
Next play is a 17-yard run from Aaron Jones, and you think, hey, halftime's over. We finally got things back on track, man, running the ball well. No, the blocking was terrible. Um, But once again, just like every play, Jones bounces it to the outside. He actually bounces it right into a defender. Fortunately, the line is such garbage, he just doesn't know how to tackle. Aaron Jones spins through that one, makes another guy miss, runs into somebody else and kind of runs through him for about another six yards on top of that. So that was uh, 17 yards from nothing from Aaron Jones, so well done. The next play was the play that I was referencing with uh, Zach Tom. Again, our offensive line is just trying to reach across people's faces, and it's so stupid. I will go ahead and screenshot this for your viewing pleasure, because again, on the telecast, they wanted to tell you, well, Zach Tom messed this this one up. Zach Tom never had a chance. So you can find that in your reviewing guide under uh, Exhibit F. Next play is a 15-yard pass to um, Alan Lazard. And as much as I hate to nitpick a good play on second and 10, uh, you see Mercedes Lewis 10 yards further down the field with his hand raised wide open. It's a little bit annoying. I'll show you that on Exhibit E or G, E-F-G. There we go. Exhibit G. Again, it's it's nitpicky, but I, I genuinely believe this is the difference between a team that's struggling and an elite team when you talk about like the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, the the... I don't know, whatever teams are at the top of the league offensively these days. It's it's throwing to Lazard at the 47 of Detroit when Mercedes is wide open at the 38 of Detroit. And there's almost no way Mercedes Lewis doesn't at least, at least get to the 30. And this whole drive ends with us kicking a field goal from the 34. That field goal is no good, by the way. So it, again, it, it seems nitpicky, but this entire drive doesn't even get to as far as Mercedes Lewis is down the field right now, or it's four, four yards further, but he would have easily gotten four more yards than this, if not to the 25 for all I know. It matters. Next play is a little pitch out to the left for Aaron Jones. I'm not entirely sure what um, Robert Tunyon is doing. I'm guessing his job is to hold his block long enough until he thinks Jones can get past him or whatever. I don't know. But he just leaves Aiden Hutchinson and then goes up to the next level to try to block somebody, and Hutchinson ends up making the tackle. But Jones gets three yards before he goes down. Next play was incomplete to Aaron Jones. Uh, I'm sure you remember this one. It was basically should have been picked off. Uh, just a really bad throw to Aaron Jones. And I know screenshots don't always tell the whole story, but I'm going to show you this one anyways. This will be H. I got to sing it, all right? Because you've got Romeo Dobbs open, you got Mercedes Lois open, you got Aaron Jones open, and you have Christian Watson potentially for a touchdown on this play. Um, and he just underthrows. I don't I, see, and that's the thing. I don't know if he underthrows it. I think the ball just gets there late. He does underthrow it a little bit, and that's why the defender kind of gets there. But anyways, you can check out that snapshot. I don't mind taking a shot. But again, this is where me and and people that are frustrated with Rodgers get annoyed because first of all, a very, very basic quarterback could could find one of these guys, you know, dump it off to Mercedes Lewis, hit uh, Romeo Dobbs, that's a first down. And then you have two, one of them is, you know, you got a safety in between Christian Watson and Aaron Jones. Pick one, throw a good ball, and maybe you have a touchdown. But a basic quarterback could hit somebody. A great quarterback, this is a touchdown. Rodgers almost throws a pick here. So anyways, now it's third and seven. Again, I that safety there makes me nervous for either of the deep shots, but Rodgers thought he could fit it in. Maybe he could have and didn't. Maybe he couldn't have and shouldn't have thrown it. I don't know. But either way, you had Mercedes Lewis short, and you had Romeo Dobbs for an easy first down. He was at about the 20-yard line again. You can see the pictures. And then uh, third and seven, Aaron Rodgers tries to hit uh, Romeo Dobbs. 
catch would have been at about the uh, 30-yard line, so it was a four-yard completion. Obviously, it's meant to be a catch and run, but he burned the ball right into the ground, so the only way Romeo Dobbs maybe could have caught it was to just lay out flat and just fall to the ground, and then we come up short. But uh, he basically hit Romeo Dobbs in the shoes with the pass, so... That brings up fourth and seven, and again, Mason Crosby comes out for a 53-yard field goal and is not able to get it in. It was about the most perfect kick as far as right down the middle, just didn't have enough leg on it. So a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, basically three passes in a row, even the good one. We would have been closer to f- closer in field goal range. Uh, Rodgers throws to the wrong guy, then nearly throws a pick, and then burns a the ball into the ground at, at Dobbs' shoes. Next drive, we're starting first and 10 from the 17-yard line. And I know something that gets under Clayton's skin when I was talking to him is the fact that we'll run routes with only two guys going down the field, and this is one of them. Um, and with the Lions just playing zone, again, Christian Watson's speed was essentially neutralized. Both of these guys, uh, it was Lazard and and Watson, basically Lazard and Watson were both double covered on this play. Nowhere to go, Rodgers throws it away. Next play, Rodgers under duress, gets the ball out to Lazard. Lazard's able to catch and run for seven yards, bringing up third and three. Next play, I'm noticing they're playing a lot more zone coverage because the Packers took advantage of that in this play, running a quick curl route for Lazard, um, picking up a quick six yards on third and three. So it's kind of neutralizing sort of the speed of Watson and whatnot, but I think the Packers kind of figured that out and were able to pick up three by finding the soft spot. Next play, quick, uh, quick pass out to Aaron Jones in the flat, picks up four yards, brings up second and six, and then they get a... Uh, Run play out to the right, to the wide right side. Tell you what, th- this this Packers team really believes in their offensive speed compared to the Lions' speed because they love to just get their offensive linemen and their tight ends running laterally, just sprint. They did that here. It, it kind of worked. I mean, they got in people's way enough for Jones to pick up five yards, but I don't know. I'm just bitter at this point because I wish they would just line up and smash the guy in front of them. Third and one, Rodgers dives forward for um, two yards, picking up the first down. First and 10 now from the Packers, 41. A lot of plays just to get to our own 40 because we started at the 17. And that's when we get the beautiful throw and catch Rodgers to Christian Watson, 45 yards down the field. And I'll tell you what, this was this was really, not that everybody didn't already know, but this was really impressive from Watson. It's not just the one-handed grab. If you watch, he slows down. He slows down big time. And he slows down so that when he reaches out as far as he possibly can with his one hand, he's the only one that can reach this ball. Because if he keeps running, it's going to end up being one of those things where he has to turn around and try to grab it. And he could even run a little bit faster and make it a 50-50 ball or try to catch it with his hands, you know, like right in the old bread basket. And it's probably going to get broken up at that point. But he slows down enough so that that ball is way out with his outstretched arm is the only way he's going to catch that. And of course, draws the penalty too. So the Packers have been wanting this for a while. And, and the good thing about this route, especially, um, you know, Rodgers obviously had a lot of trust in him. This is one of the few times Watson didn't just beat the guy clean. It was pretty pretty much shoulder to shoulder down the field with Amani Aruarie. He did get separation down on the, the final stretch of it. But Rodgers saw shoulder to shoulder and said, good enough for me and put the ball where Christian Watson could just go run and get it. So this wasn't just a simple, well, he's wide open, obviously. This is a, hey... When you're stride for stride with a guy, I trust you that I'm going to throw this up and you're going to be the one to go get it and come down with it. And he did. Next play is a run play. Aaron Jones gets one yard. Yes, it's a mess. It is what it is. I'm also not entirely sure Zach Tom knows what to do. 
This is the second time I've seen him do things, and I'm like, I don't know. First of all, I don't even know what you're trying to do, but whatever it is, I'm pretty sure that's not what you're supposed to do because it, it doesn't make any sense. Like if <laughs> the play earlier where I, I, I showed you, he and another guy blocked the same linebacker. I'm willing to bet Zach Tom was wrong on that. There's two linebackers. Why don't you block the one closer to you? Wouldn't that make more sense? I like Zach Tom. I'm just saying. I think he's maybe uh, not entirely up to snuff on what his assignment is in the run blocking and whatnot. And the next play is a 13-yard touchdown pass to Alan Lazard, and they had two touchdowns on this one. It's kind of annoying that it seems like either everybody's open on the play or nobody's open on the play. But in this one, you got Christian Watson more wide open, and then you got Lazard, who ends up coming open on the back end. Rodgers has to pick one. He picks one. He throws a touchdown. Done deal. Makes me a little bit sad because I want Watson to get a touchdown. I feel like he, every single game, there's at least one touchdown where he gets robbed. This was a wide-open touchdown for Christian Watson, but Rodgers believes Lazard will come open. He's right. Lazard does come open, throws a touchdown. Not mad at Rodgers about it. Just sad for, uh, for Watson. First play is a run from Aaron Jones. Um, it's kind of a cluster, but Aaron Jones navigates, gets a bunch of yards. Unfortunately, holding on David Bakhtiari, which sets up first and 20 on the next play. That's followed immediately by an Aaron Rodgers interception, which fortunately for us, uh, illegal use of hands to the face on the defense, so it doesn't count. However, from a um, you know grading standpoint, it absolutely counts. And what's really crazy is it's the exact same play that almost got intercepted last time. It's just Aaron Jones on the other side of the field. And again, Aaron Jones is wide open on that side of the field. And again, Rodgers throws it to him on that side of the field. Unfortunately, he just isn't putting the ball in the right spot. I mean, it, it, it is the exact same play. It's just reversed. Mercedes Lewis is at the top, standing in the same spot. Romeo Dobbs is, is running across the middle of the field, exactly like he was just from the opposite side. And Christian Watson is on the same side, running down the field. And what they're trying to do, I believe, is put stress on that one safety to have to pick. Watson is kind of shoulder for shoulder. He could have taken a shot down there. And I think Rodgers made the right decision because that safety has his back turned and is looking to Christian Watson when the ball's in the air. But he has time to um, turn around, see the ball hanging in the air, run toward it, and jump up and get it because it just hangs in a weird spot. So just bad. But again, we get the ball back. Next play, Dylan runs up the field for about uh, nine yards. Good run. At first, I thought the blocking was stupid until I realized what they were doing. This is a little bit more of a complex, complex uh, thing that they're running, which was kind of nice. Dylan did a good job, nine yards on the play. Brings up second and one. A.J. Dillon gets two, so good to go there. Then they run A.J. Dillon for a third time. This time, Dillon gets four. Um, Should have been a lot more, which is always disappointing when you see it and just think, man, if they could have done a better job. Um, essentially, Mercedes Lewis and Tyler Davis are double-teaming a guy. Tyler Davis needs to come off of that and block the linebacker. He completely whiffs, and then Lewis loses his guy, and Dylan gets sandwiched in between them. Had they been able to block slash hold their block for a second longer, he broke through there, and he'd have been he'd have had uh, quite a few yards on that. After that, you get the pass to Romeo Dobbs, which is like the one pass from Rodgers that I saw that was like that right there. That's Hall of Fame Rodgers. That is MVP Rodgers. That is the guy that uh, gets paid more money than any quarterback in football. That's reset the quarterback market money right there. But it hits Dobbs in the hands and he drops it. The thing with Dobbs, though, and I'll, I'll cut him some slack here, the way Rodgers threw this on an absolute rope, 
The fact that it's on a rope is what makes us all impressed because it is just an absolute laser that somehow like skims the jersey of Detroit and hits Dobbs. The problem is Dobbs can't see the ball. It's such a, it's not like it, there's no arc on this pass. You know, usually you kind of lob it and there's a safety there. So I think that's why he's throwing it so fast, but usually you lob it and give him a chance to kind of run underneath it. This ball is hidden by the defender. And then for a millionth of a second, it pops into Dobbs vision and he's not able to grab it. It's a lame excuse, but again, I'll cut him a little bit of slack. Still 100,000% have to catch that, especially when it's the one time you look at Rodgers and you're like, that's Rodgers. That's the guy right there. It's like, oh, never mind. Forget it. It doesn't matter. This game is stupid. So that sets up uh, third and six. The pocket gets instantly collapsed, so there's no time for the routes to develop. I think if uh, the boys could have held their blocks for about one second longer, maybe somebody would have been open. Hard to tell at this point. In fact, I'm thinking at least two guys are probably open. But anyways, Rodgers has to bail from the pocket and run, and he gets two yards on a scramble, et cetera, et cetera, and we have to uh, punt the ball. So this is it now. Packers are down by four. Five minutes left. More than enough time. Only down four. Go get a touchdown. Not a big friggin' deal. He throws a uh, quick pass to Aaron Jones. Again, I'm, I don't even want to call it nitpicky. I, I could be wrong about this. I think he had some I think he had two really deep passes to Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. The only question is did he have time? Dobbs is just coming out of his break. I think I think Watson is, but maybe he thinks he can't fit it in there. I don't know, man. I think if he lets the ball go here, at least for Romeo Dobbs, he's got a really big completion. You get down throw it to either player, I think you get down to about the 40-yard line. Packers are starting at the uh at the 21. So it's a 19-yard completion. But whatever, he takes the safe route, right? Why risk it? You got Aaron Jones there. He's got plenty of green grass. Dump it off to him, let him get some yards, and he does. He picks up eight, so whatever. So it's second and two, no big deal. We uh, run the ball with Aaron Jones, and he ends up picking up no yards because our buddy Josh Myers is laying on the ground. You can check out Exhibit I, nap time for your viewing pleasure. Then they throw a quick uh, quick pass to Christian Watson, which I'm surprised by because this this exact play has been such a disaster you know the play where um watson and or dobbs sprints immediately to his right and turns his head around and the ball is supposed to be there and then you got two guys blocking and he runs around them except usually the ball is thrown and the guys either don't see it or don't catch it or it's a a failure every single time that's the play we called which is pretty crazy except this time watson does get his head around the ball is where it's supposed to be watson does catch it and then the guys do block, and Watson's able to get around the corner and pick up the yards. That's a gutsy call. If you would have told me beforehand, like, hey, let's run this, I'd be like, you should be fired right now. This play has done nothing but fail. And with the, the game on the line, basically, you want to call that? And it almost was a disaster, because Lazard was just getting beat pretty bad on that block. He was able to stay in the way enough, but he just kept getting pushed back. Watson had to take a little detour around him. Next play, Rodgers tries to hit Lazard deep down the field, but... For the second time in this game, just completely airmails the ball out of bounds, completely uncatchable. Brings up second and ten. Next play, he tries to throw short to Dylan with pressure in his face, but um, ball is nowhere near Dylan. Hits the ground. Not entirely sure what offensive lineman was responsible for the pressure. Um, seems like Zach Tom, but doesn't really make a lot of sense that it would be because he stunted to the inside and Runyon just followed his guy all the way out. And if that's supposed to be Zach Tom's responsibility, that's stupid. Um, 
But Rodgers didn't get hit as he threw. I think he should have been able to throw a better football than this, and he didn't, so. And then, uh, you know, that brings up third and ten, and herein lies the interception. And as you may have seen on social media, this is the exact same way that last year's playoffs ended when he threw a pass basically into triple coverage to Devontae Adams when he had, I think it was Lazard underneath. This is the exact same thing. He had Lazard underneath. He's open right at the sticks. Would have been a first down. He decides on third and 10 to take a shot to Christian Watson, who's not even open, and the ball gets undercut and intercepted. So this was a cluster from start to finish. This is one of the worst performances I've seen from Rodgers. The offensive line didn't make sense. It wasn't even so much that it was bad. I just, I don't know what you expected them to do. I'm not saying it was good, but it was, it was just stupid what they were being asked to do. And then you add in the fumble and a couple drops, and there you have it. Anyways, this is taking forever. It's been fun, but I'm going to get out of here, man. I got to still record Packernet after dark, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and we get to do defense tomorrow if I <laughs> feel like it. Such a grind. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like I'm just watching and talking, but it, I promise you, this is hard. But you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.